Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website, lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. A story is told of two men walking through a field one day when they suddenly spotted a very, very angry looking bull. They immediately darted towards the nearest fence, but as they ran, it became woefully apparent that they were not winning this race. The one man shouted to the other, John, shoot up a prayer. The bull's catching up to us. John shouted back, I can't. I've never prayed in public before. The first man said, John, you really have to do it. We're really in trouble here. John thought for about seven steps and, and then he shouted back, okay, I'll do it. But the only prayer I know is the one my father always said at the table. So, Lord, for what we're about to receive, make us truly thankful. It's hard to always be thankful for what we're about to receive. It's sometimes hard to be grateful for what we have received. It's hard to conjure up thoughts or feelings of gratefulness if we're stuck in the middle of a really, really hard situation in our lives. But somehow we know that thankfulness and gratefulness are very, very important. It's something that we long for. It's something that we hope for. It's something that we really want in life, isn't it? Now, a great place to learn a lot about gratefulness is on the playground with kids. Now, I've had the privilege to share out sweets and nice things to kids a whole bunch of times. Now, you get different categories. You will hand some kids sweets and they will thank you and they will run off and they will play. Others, you will hand off sweets and they will run off and play. To yet others, you will hand off something. They will stop, look you in the eye, and make sure that you know that they appreciate what they've just been given. Now, it's easy to know which kids you want to give an extra whatever you're giving out to. But from these kids, I've learned an extremely, extremely dear lesson and an important lesson. It is that a life well lived is a life of gratefulness and thankfulness. Now, there's a bit of a chicken and egg scenario when it comes to gratefulness and thankfulness and joy on the other hand. Which came first, the joy or the gratefulness and thankfulness? But looking at these kids on the playground, it becomes very apparent very quickly what actually came first. And it's gratefulness and thankfulness. Because these kids who made sure that you saw how they appreciated that simple little gift, man, their lives aren't, or their time isn't taken up by anything that they don't have. No, their time is consumed by everything that they do have. Everything right in front of them. Everything that they can appreciate right there in the moment. And so, it's important for us to note that thankfulness and gratitude are two attitudes that are extremely sought after in this world. 
There are two attitudes that is important to cultivate. And there are two attitudes that, man, they are hard to maintain at the easiest of times. But attitude is just this starting position in life. Now, there are many starting positions. There are many attitudes that we get to choose. And they, it kind of feels like they put us forward or backwards in, in this race of life. It, it kind of picks your lane. And some of the lanes get you off to a better start. And some of the lanes get you off to a, a harder start. You see, some of the attitudes that we get to choose is an attitude of pessimism. Or how about an attitude of resentment or fear or indifference or maybe even detachment? I want to say, if we think of all those, and I want to say, if we think of all the attitudes that there is to choose from, gratitude and thankfulness is the one attitude that puts us a little bit ahead at the start. It really gives us a leg up in life. We, we look at Israel, and they struggled with exactly this problem. They, uh, they've been saved from slavery in Egypt. And, and God has them in the desert. But God is miraculously providing for them, giving them a meal every morning. They wake up and instead of dew on the ground, they have food on the ground. They have manna miraculously handed to them every single day. But the Israelites seem to have gotten a little bit distracted. Now we read about this in Exodus 11, where it says, Then the foreign rabble who were traveling with the Israelites began to crave the good things of Egypt. And the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish we used to eat. We remember the fish we used to eat for free in Egypt. And we had all the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic we wanted. But now our appetites are gone. And all we ever see is this manna. You see, Israel is grumbling right here. Uh, they don't have cucumbers. They don't have fish. They don't have onions and they don't have garlic. And in saying all this, they have just missed out on the miracle that God is feeding them every single day. And they got distracted by all the things that God didn't give them and completely missed the miracle that God is providing them with every single day. See, this dissatisfaction shifts us from what we do have onto what we don't have. And Israel is completely missing what God has for them. They long for uh, onions and cucumbers and fish. And they're missing out on the fact that God is setting them free from bondage. God is setting them free from slavery. God is making them into a nation and giving them a land to live in. But somehow they're complaining about onions and garlic, and fish. And maybe, man, it's easy for us to really get on their case and judge them harshly in these moments. But we often forget um, that we get distracted, that our attention just gets stolen from us, or, or, or we get pushed into places, and, and, and our attention gets pushed into places that it was never supposed to go to. And those places are the things that we don't have. We get so drawn by the things that we don't have that we forget the very good things that we do have. And so the question is what occupies our attention, isn't it? It's, 
Are we thankful for what God has given us? Or are we stuck on everything that we don't have? Now, I'm not speaking at you here. I'm speaking to me first because I so often get stuck on everything I don't have and, and, and comparing myself to others and comparing my situation to other situations and thinking, man, look at that, look at them. And I miss out on the good things that God has blessed me with. The, God, the good way that God is taking care of me and my family and my people. Now, how do we stop these unfulfilled desires from distracting us from the gifts that God has given us? Well, it's really simple. It, we need to concentrate on what God has given us. We need to concentrate on the gifts that God has given us. Psalm 107 uh, helps us along our way. David writes and he, and he thanks God for everything that he has been giving, given. And it says this, I Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out, for he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from east and west, from north and south. For he satisfies the thirsty, and fills the, hung- the hungry with good things. Now, David continues for 39 more verses, uh, telling about how good God is and, and the everyday things that he has to thank God for, for himself, for his family, for his nation, for his people. And he ends off like this. For those who are wise will take this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. And David is right. And, and we do see in his history and in his people's history how good God is. And if we look at our history, we will see how good God is. We, it's easy to notice how much he takes care of us. But sometimes we need a little reminding, don't we? So today we're going to spend some time looking at five different things Uh, that helps us as reminders of how good God is for us and to us and how we can shift our attention back onto those gifts of God. You see, because we don't want to get caught grumbling while God is working his miraculous rescue plan in our lives. Now, the first thing that we might need reminding of is that God gave us his greatest gift, Salvation through relationship with his son. John 3.16 tells us, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This truly is the most incredible gift. And because it's such a good gift, but it's such a common gift, it's easy to skim over. It's easy to forget about how good God is to us, that he would allow us and that he would invite us into relationship with him. We forget how serious he is about relationship and how far he would go for us to have relationship with him. So our first reminder is this, remember God's greatest gift to you and me. A relationship with him. The second thing that we can uh, do, but that we will do well to be reminded of, is that God answers our prayers. Jeremiah twenty nine says, 
Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. We often forget that we have the ear of the creator of the universe. That first reminder was a reminder of relationship. And because of that relationship, we have access to God. We don't, we don't have to make a phone call and hope he answers and leave a voicemail. We don't have to wait our turn and make an appointment. We don't have to go to some uh, big uh, magisterial court and wait our turn. No, we can sit down and talk to our Creator. Talk to the King of Kings. Talk to our Father about exactly what's going on in our hearts. We don't have to wait. We don't have to, to curate. We can give Him the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but that will do just fine. I cannot emphasize this enough. Speak to God because He hears you. Remember that. A third reminder of something that we'll do well to remember is that God provides for your every need. 2 Corinthians 9 says, God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. When we consider what we've been reminded of in the first two reminders, uh, it's hard to think that we we sometimes compartmentalize how God provides. He provides for us in salvation, but you know it's hard for us to think that He'll provide for us in in in, in our healing. It's hard for us to think that He'll provide for us, uh, maybe in financial ways, and maybe in physical ways. If God is good for us in one area, why won't He be good for us in all areas of life? God created us these three-part beings. Uh, he, he, we are spirit. We live in a body and we have a soul. That's the place where our thinking, feeling, and choosing happens. And God provides for us to have the best in our physical being, to have the best in our spiritual being, but also to have the best in our mental state, in our soul, in our thinking, in our feeling, and in our choosing. God wants to be generous to us, and He is generous to us in every single sphere of life. That moves us on to a fourth reminder of what we'll do well to remember, and that is that God showers us with His blessings. Now, we hear the word blessings, and we immediately go to big house, fast car and you know uh, maybe a bank balance that isn't you know is inexhaustible or something like that blessing means god's favor and his protection on us and as we've just said that god wants to give us his his blessing his favor and protection but in every sphere of life and we so often get stuck in in the physical things I need this thing because it'll be cool, and I need that thing because it'll be great, and I need that thing because people will see it. No, we have needs that are way more important than just our physical needs. And, and Philippians 4 makes us think about that in a different way. It says to us, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done then you will experience God's peace, 
which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Peace is an immense blessing. And it's a, a blessing that we become extra aware of when we don't have it, when our peace has left us. And when fear and anxiety sets in and we feel in danger at all times, we realize that God's provision and his blessing goes so much further than just our physical needs. Yes, it goes to our spiritual needs where he's provided salvation for us, but it goes to our, the needs of our soul, the needs of our minds, our mental uh, health where God provides us peace and he's good to us and he gives us this peace that surpasses our understanding. I want to say that's one of the many things that he gives us that surpasses our understanding. A fifth thing that we need to remember is that God protects us and keeps us. Psalm 91 says, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. God doesn't promise us a life free of danger. That would have been really cool, but he didn't make the world to work that way. No, he promises us that in the danger, he'll be right there with us. He will be our shelter. He will be our refuge. And when danger threatens, that is who we can run to, to this God who rescues, who loves, who cares, and who wants the best for you and for me. Now, these five reminders will help us to remember to take our focus off of what we don't have and to put it onto everything that God has blessed us with. That everything that we do have in God is what we need to be thankful for. We need to be thankful for our salvation. The fact that God answers our prayers, that he blesses us and he provides for us, that he protects us and that he keeps us safe. Man, those are amazing things to consume our time. How do we just skim over them? Well, there's a lot of distraction out there. And so it's important that we continually remind ourselves of just how good God is to cultivate that thankfulness, to cultivate that gratefulness. To be thankful just means to be pleased and relieved and glad and grateful. Pleased, relieved, glad and grateful. What a wonderful starting point for your day. What a wonderful uh, disposition to have in your life that everything you take on, you take on with an attitude that is pleased, relieved, glad, and grateful. And the cool thing about it is that we get to choose that attitude. It was Thomas Merton who wrote, to be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything he has given us. And he has given us everything. Every breath we draw is a gift of his love. Every moment of existence is a grace, for it brings with it immense graces from Him. Gratitude, therefore, takes nothing for granted, is never unresponsive, is never unresponsive, is constantly awakening to new wonder and to praise of the goodness of God. For the grateful person knows that God is good, not by hearsay, but by experience. 
And that is what makes all the difference. Isn't it wonderful to know that Christ, there is no better way to live than to handing our lives over to God. You see, because Christ knows the best of us and he knows the worst of us. And yet still he is so willing to cultivate his best for us. He was so willing for us to have it that he was willing to die to see us have it. And with all that in mind, it's easier to, to, to take Paul at his word where he writes, Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we have great reason to give thanks to God in everything through Jesus. So what's our next steps? Well, it's really simple. It's for us to be conscious of what we do have and remind ourselves constantly of what we do have, what we have been given, how blessed and cared for and protected we are. And to take our attention off of what we don't have, those things that so easily distract us from doing the things that God has created us to do. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for, for drawing us into your presence, Lord, and sharing this message with us, Lord God. Lord, help us to cultivate gratitude, to cultivate thankfulness, Lord, to have this, these, these attitudes that gives us a starting position that is just already two steps ahead uh, of where we could have been, Father God. Lord, I thank you for, for you, the salvation that you give us. Lord, I thank you for the fact that you listen to us when we pray. Lord, I thank you for blessing us. I thank you for providing for us, Lord. Lord, and I thank you that you protect us and you keep us. And Lord, not just in the physical things, but in every single sphere of life, you take care of us. Lord, will you keep reminding us of that so that we live and are known as grateful people, sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. May you find that God is good, not just by hearsay, but by your experience. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening in to the Life Central podcast today. If you would like to get connected or get involved, Follow us on social media or visit our website, lifecentral.org.za. We hope you join us here again next week.